So Money Episode 414, Maya Penn. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Money is brought to you today by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is the most tax-efficient, low-cost, hassle-free way to invest. Now, many of you I know are interested in simplifying your investment strategy. You want to reduce fees. You want to work with a service that you trust. And Wealthfront delivers. It builds and manages your personalized, globally diversified portfolio. To open an account, the minimum is just $500, and that gets you a periodically rebalanced, diversified portfolio of low-cost index funds. There are zero trading fees, zero hidden fees, and advisory fees that are just a fraction of traditional advisors. In fact, Wealthfront manages your first $10,000 for free. To learn more and sign up, visit wealthfront.com forward slash so money. Hey everyone, welcome to So Money. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Hope all of you had a wonderful, relaxing weekend. And for those of you who uh, celebrated Mother's Day, to all the mothers out there, thank you for all your amazing work and hope that you had a relaxing and eventful Mother's Day. This week is the final week of Follow the Leader. Our sixth and final episode premieres on Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Pacific, and we are featuring Tracy Anderson, who is a mom, also best known for the Tracy Anderson method. She is a fitness trainer to the stars and now the masses. She has gyms throughout the country. She trains She trains famous people from Gwyneth Paltrow to Jennifer Lopez. I even went to one of her classes during the filming. So if you catch the show, you'll be able to see a snippet of that. But what's really fascinating about Tracy is that, you know, she is a personal brand. And the challenge now is growing that in a very honest and authentic and smart way. How do you do that? How do you scale when your whole brand and its equity is based on you and the value that you as one entrepreneur brings to it. She can't clone herself, so how does she actually scale big and bring in the big dollars and increase her audience? So that is what we explore with Tracy. Again, this Wednesday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Pacific on CNBC. I'll be live tweeting during the half hour, and then I'll be on Periscope shortly after. So please join me. It'll be a lot of fun, and it'll be the the send-off. The season is ending. We hope to get a second season. It's not clear yet. So, you know, cross your fingers that we'll uh, we'll be doing this again in the near future. Today's guest is Maya Penn, 16 years old, entrepreneur, TED talker, author. She's met Oprah. She's amazing. And I think she's done more in her life thus far than I have done in my 36 years. And I would guess a lot of us have done in our lives. And so an incredible inspiration to not just people her age, but people of all ages. She's 16 years old. She is an artist, an entrepreneur, philanthropist, environmental activist, speaker, author, animator, and coder. Yeah, she's a busy young lady. And I discovered in interviewing her that she is homeschooled. So that helps with giving her some of the time and the flexibility to pursue all of these things. But it's not just the flexibility of her school schedule that has 
awarded her all of these successes. It's that she is an instigator. She's a visionary. She's not afraid to be afraid. You know, one of the things that she taught me, one of the many things, is that you shouldn't be afraid to do it afraid. She's brilliant, guys and gals. I I think that this is to date one of my favorite interviews. Her book is called You Got This, Unleash Your Awesomeness, Find Your Path, and Change Your World. She has a clothing line. Go to mayasideas.com. Several things we learned from Maya, in addition to how we shouldn't be afraid to achieve our goals. We talk about how to take an idea to market. You know, she did this at a very young age. She didn't have a ton of resources. Yes, her parents are entrepreneurs, but they're not in retail. And her first business really was a fashion line. So how did she do that? How did she prepare for three back-to-back TED Talks? What? You know, I got heart palpitations thinking about the fact that she's talked to all these millions of people. Her TED Talks have been viewed over a million times on a big stage, multiple times. You know, at that age... How I mean, I was doing plays at school at that age in front of maybe a hundred people, and I would still get nervous every time. So how did she get over that and do it so successfully? And then how is she just a normal teenager? You know, I asked her, one, give me some time management tips because all that you're doing plus school, plus being a teenager, uh, you know, what's your schedule like? How do you actually find time to be a kid? And She does. And so she talks about how she's very normal as well. So don't worry. She's not a robot. She's not an alien. She's an actual real person who is extremely motivated, who's extremely inspired, and is a doer, not just a thinker. So here is the lovely, the talented Maya Penn. Maya Penn, welcome to So Money, my youngest guest to date, and in some respects, my most accomplished. (laughs) Welcome to So Money. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Where am I catching you right now? Where's home? Um, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so that's your hometown. Tell me, you're 16 years old. You've done three TED Talks. You've got a new book out. You're extremely creative. You have a clothing line. You are a cartoonist. Do you think you, first of all, are a typical per- a typical child, a typical teen, or do you realize that you are different? Well, I'm still, you know like any other teen, but I just have accomplished a lot of stuff, I guess, you know? Yeah. I'm still, you know, goofy and awkward <laughs> and everything, but the only difference is I've, you know, put in a lot of put a put a lot of belief in my ideas, my creativity and, you know, worked on sharing them with the world. Yeah. And a lot of work too, which I want to talk to you about later in the show is like how you actually execute all of these ideas, make them a reality at such a young age. What are your resources? How are you going about doing this stuff? Because it's so impressive. But take me back to maybe when you first began to have these thoughts, these visions of, of, um, just, grand of grandeur, you know, of of like one day I'm going to be, and not one day like in 20 years, but like in the next few years before I even graduate from high school, I want to do X, Y, and Z. What, what was that thought process like? Where were you in, in life when you had those visions, when they began? Well, it really all started in 2008 when I was eight years old. Um, I've always loved art and design and different artistic creative outlets, right? And so I really had an interest for fashion design. And so I started making like little headbands from different scraps of fabric that I found around the house. 
Um, and, you know, when I wore my designs while I was out, people would stop me and say, oh, wow, that's really cute. Like, where can I get one? Or do you have any for sale? And this is when I was eight. And so that's when I got the idea that I could start my own business. And so basically I, you know, went up to my parents and I said that, you know, hey, I have this idea. I want to start a business. And they knew that I was serious. It was going to be a real business. Like my most, you know, legitimate business prior to Maya's ideas was basically me selling plastic pizzas to my stuffed animals. Um, so they knew I was like serious this time. And really, um, what really also kind of kicked everything off was um, about, you know, like two years later when I was 10 years old, Forbes magazine contacted me because they were writing an article about grade school entrepreneurs. And so they wanted to feature me and my shop in the article. And that's where everything really started to snowball. And it was just from that simple idea. Right. Yeah. And then you have the support of the media, your parents' support. Tell me about your parents. Are they entrepreneurs? Um, I, I mean, I don't think all parents would have had the same reaction as yours. Like, mom, dad, I want to turn this into a business. I think um, some parents would think, well, you know, she comes to us with a million ideas a day. This is just one of them. And, you know, well, but why do you think they were um, so supportive so early on and really uh, took you seriously? Well, my parents are both entrepreneurs uh, in their own ways, too. And they're also both artists in their own ways. They're both musicians. Um, and I happen to be the visual artist of the family. And, um, they've always just, I'm just so lucky and so blessed, honestly, to have, you know, parents that are really supportive of my ideas and my creativity. Um, and, you know, that work to, you know, make sure that I can be able to express what I love with the world. And, you know, from that, I've also, you know, tried to inspire other youth as well. Um, and, you know, inspire them to tap into what they're passionate about and do what they love and not only do what they love, but also give back through doing what they love as well. And that's also another big part of my company and everything that I do. There's always a kind of philanthropic and a giving back aspect. Um, and I also got that from my parents as well. Some of my earliest memories are of me you know, going to local food banks um, and homeless shelters here in Atlanta and donating canned goods and clothes. And, you know, we've always had the kind of eco-friendly lifestyle. And so that, you know, giving back has always been a huge part of what I believe in. So I always want to incorporate that in whatever passion I pursue. So when I started my business, I knew that all of my clothing designs had to be eco-friendly and also 10 to 20 percent of the profits um, would go to charities, local and global, and environmental organizations. Um, so, yeah. So, can I ask, how much money are you making? Um, so, I can say, and I'm super happy about this, that I've made enough money to, you know, not only donate to these different charities, but to also cover my um, college funds, which wow. is great. And, you know, I never imagined that I would be making like six figures by the time I was 13, you know? What? And you were like, through the clothing line mainly. 
through the through the clothing line mainly at that time. And it's just so, okay. you know, it's crazy wow. that the small idea I had has gone so far. Okay. So let's go through the fruition of this, the clothing line. You had the idea. Your parents said, great, we want to support you. Forbes wrote about it. How did you get, did it require startup capital? Where did you find the resources? Because while your parents are entrepreneurial, they're not in the retail industry. They're not in the fashion business. So how did you find and connect with the right resources to bring this to market? And what would you say really helped propel the business? What, what was it? Word of mouth? Was it the press combination? Um, so my company has really kind of grown organically, no pun intended. And, um, it really, I started, um, my company without a business plan because I was only eight years old. You kind of don't have a business plan in mind at, you know, eight years old generally. Um, but I started on a website called Etsy.com. And at the time in 2008, um, Etsy was really small. Um, it's where you can sell um, different handmade items from all over the world. And especially um, clothing and fashion was big there. And so I started selling my items mainly online. And then I started getting invited to different local trunk shows and eco-friendly uh, trunk shows and different festivals and, you know, fairs and art fairs and selling some of my items there as well. And, um, you know, it did take a while. One of the hardest things at the very beginning, of course, was really getting traffic to my shop. Um, but, you know, it was kind of a thing of, word of mouth and also, you know, different articles like Forbes, for example. Forbes is the article that really started it all. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I started just by, you know, putting my ideas out there and kind of just seeing what would happen. And I didn't expect any of this to happen. Really? What did but, you think was going to yeah. happen? What were you hoping um, for? I don't, I don't really know what I expected. I mean, I was hoping, you know, to get sales. Yeah. That I would get some sales here and there. But of course, I didn't expect to be featured in Forbes and on television shows and, you know, or talking on your show and all these different things and doing TED Talks. I totally didn't expect any of that. It was kind of just like, well, you know, I'm making pretty designs and I'm selling them online, but it's given me such a, you know, big platform to not only share my story, but to also inspire other youth to tap into what they're passionate about. And also, you know, if they want to become entrepreneurs, they want to do something um, business related with doing, incorporate that with doing what they love. That's also, you know, what I've done is also a great resource for them. And that's also why I wrote my book as well. And I talk a lot about that in the book. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Also, not only one of the youngest entrepreneurs, uh, but one of the youngest published authors. The book is called You Got This. I love it. I love that title. <laughs> Unleash your awesomeness, find your path, and change your world. Written by a teenager. So this begs the question, Maya, what's next for you? And what is the goal ultimately for you? Um, is it just to continue the momentum? Or do you have bigger plans that, you know, Maybe you haven't even voiced yet, but you're willing to share it with us on the So Money podcast. Um, I always have new ideas 
every day because I'm kind of so all over the place with my creativity. And that's another thing. I've never, you know, tried to diminish my imagination and through and out any of this because that's kind of what got me where I am today. Um, but I think that the main things that I'm focusing on right now, um, as in projects are, of course, I'm getting my book out there. And also I'm working on some of my animated films as well, because I'm also an animator and I'm also working on a few projects with my nonprofit, My Ideas for the Planet. Um, but you know, when people ask me, for example, where do you see yourself in like five, 10, 20 years or something like that? I really have no idea because I'm always doing so many different things, but I always do know that I'm going to be so doing something that's artistic and creative and also doing something that makes a positive impact on the world in some way, shape or form. Um, so those are the things that I'm working on, the things that I'm really excited about. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 84 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from. The drag-and-drop editor. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your website today. The result is stunning. When you meet other peer, your peers and other young people as you travel and you um, share your message and spread your message, what do you find to be the biggest roadblock for young people who may be as equally ambitious as you? They have great ideas, but you know, it's one thing to have ideas. It's another to actually launch those ideas. And so what do you find are the biggest barriers for young people today to become someone like you? There are always, you know, barriers and there's always going to be setbacks no matter who you are and what you're doing as, as long, especially if you're doing something that somehow, you know, helps the world. It seems like you have, you know, more challenges. And um, I think some of the biggest um, barriers, um, let's say in the starting phase, I like, I know tons, I've spoken to and I've gotten emails from and comments and messages from different young people all over the world. Um, and not only, you know, kids and teens, but also, like, you know, the youngest person I've had contacted me was like seven and the oldest was 78. And that's just like um, just a outreach of just people saying that they want to do something. They want to, you know, maybe start a business or they want to start a nonprofit or they want to give back or do something um, that they want to do. And I think the main roadblock that I've seen when these people send me these emails is they want to figure out how to kind of start really believing in their passion or believing that they can actually do something with what they love and that what they love, when they put it out in the world, they will actually be successful. And I've, you know, 
I talk a lot about this in the book and how, you know, kind of it has a lot of this starts from the inside, I think, um, kind of, you know, building yourself up to the point where, you know, you really believe in yourself and your ideas. Um, that's one roadblock, I think. Uh, I think that's what's really important is believing in what you're passionate about. But also when you really get out there and you really you maybe like want to start a business, um, I think something that's super important is finding like-minded people and also finding mentors too that have been in maybe the same industry or the same field and they can maybe give you their advice or share some stories or, you know, give you some more ideas as you go on your journey as well. And, you know, I have diff- I talk about different mentors that I've kind of met along the way in my book. Yeah. Who, who do you consider role, role models for you? Um, I have so many, but, um, well, I know one is Pat Mitchell. Um, she's super amazing. Um, and she's, she organizes all of the TED women, um, events as well as, um, she's with Haley Center. Um, she's just such an amazing woman and she's so cool. And also one of the mentors I also talk about in the book is Alexis Ohanian and he's the co-founder of Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's really cool. And he's, and I especially call him one of my friend tours because he's like a friend. <laughs> how and did a you mentor. meet Alexis and how did you become friends? Okay. So I met Alexis, um, earlier, a little bit earlier on in my business. Um, I was actually trying to launch a crowdfunding campaign for one of my, um, projects I was working on with my company. And so this was my first crowdfunding campaign ever. This is when I was really starting to get serious about my business. And so I started trying to figure out, well, who can I reach out to for advice, you know, to really make sure that this is a success. And so. I eventually reached out to Alexis um, because I knew that, you know, he, he he's totally into um, growing businesses, especially, you know, via the Internet and crowdfunding, all these different things. And so I asked him, you know, some advice like, well, what are some things I should keep in mind as I'm, you know, running my campaign? Wait, so how do you how did you reach him? Because he's a busy guy. So did you email him? Did you have a friend connection? Yeah, I, I just I just found um, an email of his, and I don't know somehow he him and his team saw it and you know they gave me advice. Well, here's but here's Brilliant. what happened too. Um, after I talked to him about you know maybe a year later. Uh, he was doing his own book tour at the time, you know, a year from after I contacted him um, for his book called um, Without Their Permission. And so he was coming to Georgia, right? And he was coming to Athens, Georgia. And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be so perfect, you know, since I had talked to him last year, became friends last year, that I would go to his stop on his book tour in the state that I live in. And that's when we really, you know, became friends when I met him there. And so he's, you know, really, really cool guy. Um, and he's a amazing entrepreneur as well. Um, yeah, that's basically how. You're so confident, Maya. I am, I'm learning so much from you. I mean, the, in, I'm 36 years old. I'm 20 years older than you. And I'm thinking, how did this woman connect with this guy who's so busy? You emailed him. Hello. 
You know, it's like, have the confidence, people. Just do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Crickets? Okay, well, at least you tried. Where do you get your confidence? Well, I definitely have had, you know, my struggles and I still do because that's normal for any teenager to, you know, maybe doubt themselves or to have a lacking confidence. But what I've really learned, my my true definition of confidence is not being afraid to do things afraid. And I really learned that when I did my TED talk in 2013. Um, and I, I have a whole story about this, you know, going back to the book, but, um, I was, this was going to be, okay. My TED talk was like going to be one of the biggest things that I've ever done. And I was basically going to be speaking to about over a million people, um, wa- either watching from the live stream and watching in the audience. And so I was, totally nervous of course um anyone would be if you're yeah I'd, I'd be nervous for you I'm nervous hearing this <laughs> yeah um and so what really something that really struck me and um you know this is the first time it's happened but before I went on stage I remember my mom just you know looking at me and telling me do it afraid and the thing is, those words have always really stuck with me because when we are facing a challenge that seems like really scary, whether it's speaking in front of a million people or just sending a simple email or whatever it is, we always try to psych ourselves out of being scared. And sometimes that fear of being afraid is what really sets us back even more. And so I think that, you know, Sometimes you have to be comfortable in your fear sometimes um, because it kind of helps you so much more. And that's that's true bravery and confidence, you know, in my opinion, when you're not afraid to do things afraid because, you know, they always some every it always turns out better somehow, you know, when you're really comfortable with yourself and with your emotions. Tony Robbins says, uh, be willing to dance with your fear. You know, I mean, look, look it, we, we all get scared. We all have fear, uh, but you just have to face it and dance with it and don't let it control you. So that's brilliant. That's an, that's an early lesson I wish we'd all gotten. Don't be afraid to do things afraid. I'm going to put that in a bold, like laminated <laughs> poster above my, my desk. Um, Speaking of the TED Talk, Maya, I mean, you did not, you were so composed on stage. I watched it. It's been watched over a million times. Um, how long did you prepare for that? And what were some of the maybe ways that you prepared so that you were able to still go on stage, even though you were afraid, but not show it? I, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I prepared until I was absolutely sick of saying my talk. Um, and of course, some things still somehow, some words and phrases somehow still change while I was on stage. I have no idea how that happened. But um, I just really, I think it's important to be prepared, especially when it comes to different um, things like that, because then you also know, you also have a comfort in knowing that whatever happens, at least you, you know, you did your best. Then that's kind of all you can do, you know, as long as you give it your all. And you do your best, whether it be in studying your talk um, and practicing your speech um, or preparing. Uh, I think that, you know, kind of knowing that, well, you know, I've done the best that I can do. So 
we'll just have to see <laughs> what happens. And you were three, three talks, three back to back talks. That doesn't happen often. It, it doesn't. And the, and the, cause the thing is also, cause when you know that you're going into something and you don't feel 100%, you know, like you put your all, your all in, it makes everything more terrifying and nerve wracking. Um, but, uh, the doing some, a few TED talks before did help. And the thing is, my TED Talks weren't my first public speaking engagements. My very first public speaking engagement I did when I was about 11. And it was at a, it was at a local school here. Um, and I was speaking to, um, a class, uh, a small, like a group of students about entrepreneurship. And of course I was super nervous then too, because it was my first time ever doing any public speaking, but just kind of building up a little bit to certain things does help a lot um, too. Oh my gosh. How proud are your parents? <laughs> Super proud. Do you have siblings or are you an only child? I don't think my dog counts as a sibling. So I'm, I'm an only <laughs> child. All right. Yeah. I was an only child for 11 years and then they had my brother. So I sort of feel like I got the best of both worlds. It's nice to have someone to be the only child to get um, your full, the full attention of your parents. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice luxury. Um, so let's talk a little bit about money. I know you're only 16, but you have made more than some people will make in their thirties and forties. <laughs> You've already made six figures by the age of 13. What has it taught you about money and the value of money? This whole experience. I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that. I, I'm really glad that I've actually had this experience being an entrepreneur and, you know, starting my own business and learning how, you know, to manage my money because that's so important and so crucial for me to know as I go out into the world, you know, and, um, I think that those are, and the thing, the things that I've learned through running my business, whether it be, you know, financial or just through running a business in general, um, I definitely be able to apply to everyday life. And I think that's something that, you know, I'm not saying every teen should start their own company early on, but I think it's something that, um, you know, teens should definitely have an experience in before they really go out into the world. Where do you get your work ethic? Do you think that's also something that you were born with? You were just born ready to work, excited to work? Or you have, or or there's something else going on. I for me, I think it's in my DNA. I think the Tarabis have <laughs> a, a stubborn work, like a, just a really, really serious work ethic, which you know is is great and can also be very difficult, um, especially when you're married and your husband wants you to stop working <laughs> for once. Put the laptop away. Um, but what do you think of that about you? Like, where do you get the inspiration to work so hard? Um, I think that it's also in my DNA. You know, my parents are, you know, really hard workers, too. Um, they always have been. And, you know, like when I first started, it's not like I had, you know, anyone investing in my business. I didn't, you know, I couldn't just buy piles and piles of fabrics and supplies and just make whatever I wanted and buy sewing machines. I couldn't do all of that. I mean, I started really just finding like recycled or vintage fabrics, you know, around the house or, you know, and, and just sewing them by hand and making them into different designs. And I think that 
you know, even though I've, you know, really come a long way from that, there's still, we're, that's always that kind of hard work ethic is always, you know, it's definitely has something to do with DNA, I think. For sure. Yeah. I think that, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you, or maybe you already have gone through your heritage and through your lineage and seen what your ancestors accomplished. You know, do you know much about that? Like were your parents, um, like first generation or was there um, a history of entrepreneurship in your family? Um, I'm, actually, I'm not actually completely sure. I mean, I do know that both of them have started their own businesses, plural, you know, over the course of their lives. And they still want, you know, there's always, they're always finding more endeavors and more ideas, you know, and always want to start something new too. I think that's where I get that from because I'm so, I'm so all over the place in everything that I do as well. Because, you know, not only do I have a business, but I'm also an artist and animator. And then I'm also what do a you, coder. What do you do for fun? Well, like what's like, what do you do on a Friday night or Saturday? Okay. So, um, a lot of people worry that I don't have any time to be a kid. And I assure you that I still take time to just goof around and just be a regular teenager. Um, I do, I, you know, I'll hang out with friends, you know, we'll you know, have sleepovers or play video games or, you know, go shopping or, um, I do love drawing, even though drawing is sometimes part of my work, drawing and animation is still super fun for me and it's really relaxing for me. Um, and then also, um, reading, um, just different things like that. And also this is kind of random, but I, you know, I, I love vintage clothing, right? So, um, because not only is it better for the planet, but vintage clothing, each piece has kind of its own story. I love just, you know, modeling and trying on different vintage clothes and just stuff, just yeah. normal stuff. And of so course, I still go just on like social us. media. <laughs> or, yep. or you're just like every other 16-year-old. You mentioned college. You've saved hundreds of thousands of dollars for college. Do you really think it's necessary to go to college? Um at this point, you've uh, accomplished what people go to college to accomplish, you know, get the degree to learn the ropes, to learn about business, to get inspired. You've done all that. And so what would be the reason to go to college at this point for you? Um, I think I kind of want to, I mean, of course, you know, it's probably not, you know, I guess necessary at this point, but I kind of want to go to college, you know, for the experience and to just still, you can always learn more, you know? And I, I think it would, and I'm, I'm not totally 100% sure, you know, that I'm going to actually go to college, but, um, I would, you know, at this time that I'm thinking about it, I would, you know, maybe like go for the experience, especially if I go to some sort of maybe like an art or design college. And those are always, you know, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, especially, you know, since I've, I'm homeschooled and, you know, I've kind of, you know, been homeschooled from the start. I think it'd be really oh, okay. cool to maybe have some sort of experience, but you know, it's kind of, it kind of, you know, I don't have to, but I'm just thinking about it right now. Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, how you're, how you have all this time to accomplish what you've accomplished, given that you also have to study for tests and take the SATs and next you'll be doing college essays. How do you manage your time? Can you give me some time management advice? <laughs> I need it. Yeah. Um, well, it definitely does help that, you know, me and, you know, my parents, we always try to, you know, to our best ability, plan things out ahead of time. Um, and I think that that really 
helps a lot. Like basically my general day, I'll wake up, I'll do four hours of schoolwork with, you know, of course, lunch in between. And then I'll, you know, maybe work on my business for an hour or two. Um, then maybe I might do a bit of animation for a little bit for maybe like an hour or so. And then, you know, I'll just take the rest of the day to kind of either work on other small stuff or to hang out with friends or just kind of um, do whatever. But I think kind of and the thing also what helps with being homeschooled is I have more flexibility to do things like um, to talk on your show right now, for example. Yeah, I was wondering I was um, wondering about that. Like, is she going out of her class to go to the library to do this? But it makes a lot of sense now that you're homeschooled. Yeah. Well, Maya, um, where can we hear you, see you, learn about you next? Uh, as in like the, the next six months or so, um, are you going to be doing a, a road trip for your book? Are you going to be um, doing any anything interesting that you want us to join and, and support you in? Because we definitely want to mention that. Um, so I'm probably going to, you know, be doing some sort of something along the lines of a book tour. Um, I'm also, I've also, Google has partnered with me, um, and I'm speaking at a lot of their different, um, made with code events to get girls into coding, computer science. Um, you you must code, right? Because you're an animator, right? Yeah, I do. Wow. Uh, How did you learn how to code? I, okay. So I actually taught myself how to code in 2010. So I was 10 years old at the time. Now here's how this happened. I had started my business and I was on Etsy and Etsy was, uh, Etsy is a great stepping stone. You know, if you're kind of just getting into business, especially if it's a creative business like fashion, but, um, I wanted to have my own, like, you know, like my own website, my own domain and everything. And so I was trying to figure out how do people just, just somehow have their own websites. And, you know, of course I looked at different website builders that were already out there. Um, but you know, some of those we didn't want to, I didn't, wasn't able to pay the premium membership for them every month, or they just weren't that customizable. You know, I couldn't do that much with them. And so that's when I literally just Googled, how to build a website from scratch. And from there, I learned about HTML, which is, you know, stands for hypertext markup language. And it can be used to build things like, you know, websites. And so, you know, learning a coding language is the same as like learning a human language like Spanish or French, except it's you're learning a language, you know, that the computer can understand. And so, you know, I did research and over, you know, a few weeks and eventually I opened Notepad and yes, the application you have installed on like every <laughs> Windows computer um, and just started coding and writing out all of this. Um, and so then I ran it in my browser, you know, after a bit of that and I had built and designed my own basic website myself. And I was just kind of really in love with coding ever since. And I, you know, speak about it a lot um, when I talk, especially at different events like, you know, the Google events too. And I speak about it in my book and why it's cool. To just you know what I love out. about all of this is that you have such initiative, Maya. Such initiative. I mean, if you ever want to do a TED Talk around initiative... <laughs> You know, which is that just start, just do it. And I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier. One of the big mind blocks, roadblocks 
is that we don't believe in ourselves enough to just even get started, to just start to learn. You know, don't be so afraid that you don't have all the answers. You probably, most people who started businesses didn't have all the answers. They still don't have all the answers. But what keeps them successful is that they continue to try and test and, um, and take chances. And you're doing all of that at a young age. And I can only imagine where you'll be in at my age. Let's promise, let's promise to revisit when you're, you know, after, like, I would love to just keep in touch. I think you're a complete inspiration. And I've already tweeted. I've been multitasking during this call. I went on Twitter because I just wanted to share it with the world so quickly, which is that you're saying of don't be afraid to do it afraid. Maya, thank you so much. And we're wishing you all the best. And we know there's so much more to come for you. And we're so excited. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much. I had a great time. That's a wrap. What an interview, right? She's phenomenal. Maya's book, again, is called You Got This, Unleash Your Awesomeness, Find Your Path, and Change Your World. A great gift for any young person you know out there who is full of great ideas and needs a little bit more inspiration or motivation to get the wheels turning, or an adult who wants to become an entrepreneur, Maya's got the goods. She talks the talk and walks the walk. Her website is mayasideas.com and she's on Twitter at Maya's Ideas Shop. Follow her. And just a reminder, if you have any questions for me, on Fridays I do the Ask Farnoosh episodes. Go to somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh, and hopefully we will connect and I'll get your question answered on an upcoming Friday episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone, and hope your day is so money.